Hey there friends, it's Nick. So I'm sitting here auditioning books. I went and had my hair cut this morning and if you've listened for a while, you'll know that the reward I give myself for, <laughs> for the pain of going and getting my hair cut is I get to go into the little charity bookshop next door and just have a browse around. It's like the old days. It's like the old days before the web, before Amazon, uh, before COVID. I just get to go in and browse around and it's such a great little shop. And I always go to, as I've mentioned before, I go to the classic section because well, I've been doing, um, Ryan Holiday's read to lead challenge. And one of the things that, that you do early on in that challenge is you <laughs> in a kind of brutal way, you get to sort of work out how many books you have left to read in your life. And, uh, I'm 52, so. There's a lot less books in my future than there have been in my past, right? So the classics, classics is very often a good place to start. And I've talked about this before, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm all for thrillers. I love fiction. I love business books, but when I buy books now, I want to, I want them to be books that have stood the test of time in general. And I'm going to say I'm more sort of auditioning books is because I mentioned I'm going away in a couple of days, I'm going to spend a few days in Sarajevo the capital of Bos Bosnia and Herzegovina, and I want to take a book. Now it only be one book because I'm super into minimalist packing. Everything that I have with me is going to go into a small backpack for this trip. So I'm really only going to take one. And what I'd really like it to be is something different. Some, because when we, well, you know this, when we, when you go to a different place, when you experience a different culture or a different geography or whatever it might be, you know, we get the chance to think different thoughts or perhaps it's just easier to think different thoughts. And one of the things I love to do when I go away is to take a particular book, just a different book, because that book will then be associated for me with that particular place. No, I'm not sure. I bought four from the little shop this morning. And I'm not sure that any of them will be coming with me. Actually. I don't know. I have to decide, but here they are just, just in case you have an opinion. I've got, um, the heart of darkness by Joseph Conrad, which I've read before. It's not a long book. So that's good for, for the little trip, but there's also, there's a fantastic audible version of it read by Kenneth Branagh, which I think I've mentioned before, but it's just. Man, a oh man, you know, that guy, that guy can act. And there's a book where you need, or you want, even if you read it to yourself, you need those voices in your head. You need to feel the emotion. I've also got a book by Nietzsche, or at least it's a penguin, great ideas, um, little book, ne um, Friedrich Nietzsche, why I am so wise is titled and a quick look through the, um, the. The, uh, the contents list includes why I am so wise, why I am so clever, why I write such good books, why I am destiny. Now this is not a guy who is backward about coming forward, but I've, you know, I've got a few of his quotes rattling around my head. I've, I've you know, mentioned them from time to time, but I don't think I've ever actually read anything that he's written. So again, that's not too long a book. It's what, it's 80, 88 pages. This, I mean, it's a, uh. It's an excerpt, really. It's a penguin, great ideas book. I've also got, and this is definitely not coming with me, John Milton's paradise lost. Now paradise lost. I know, you know, this cause you're smart, smart people, but 
Paradise Lost is Milton's epic poem about uh, Satan tempting Eve in the Garden of Eden to disobey God. And this book also includes Paradise Regained, which is when Satan tries the same trick on Jesus and fails. But I've been looking through it, and I, I mean, again, I don't know much about it. I know that I think Milton was writing this in the mid-1600s, which is about the has some resonance for me that date because the place where I live and the place where I work, the place where I'm talking to you from now was built in the mid 1600s. So it's quite interesting to, to think of that. I find it, it resonates anyway, but when I look at this long, long, long poem, it's basically a book of 350 odd pages of, of a poem that basically has no breaks in it. I have to say that while I might dip into it to, to get a taste, I'm definitely not going to be reading this whole thing. I just don't see it because again, 52 years old, you know what we have to be selective now. And the last one, see, this is why they're not coming with me. I'm not going to take this either, but this book stuck out at me and it's not what you call a classic. In fact, it's a 2006 book. And at first I thought it was written by Stephen Covey of Philly, um, Habits of Highly Effective People fame. And back in the day, I read that book. And I also read First Things First by him, which I think uh, affected me more deeply. Um, but this book actually, it turns out, is not written by him. It's written by his son, who took over the family business at some point. And it's just the title of the book that attracted me, actually, because it's called The Speed of Trust. And the subtitle is The One Thing That Changes Everything. And it, trust is one of those themes that's come through for us, right? If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that there are various things that come around and around. You know, the most obvious one is long-term thinking and strategy, but also we've talked a lot about, we've come at emotion from a lot of different angles. We've come at tension from a lot of different angles, but trust is one of those things. And I think, you know, I've talked about this before, there's a whole sequence on my website that is really about trust and about the value of trust and how stories in particular, the stories that we are telling, the stories that our customers and our clients and our prospects are telling, how if we use those to create, reinforce and spread trust in ourselves and our work, everything accelerates. And I've said this before, but the success of my first business was largely based on the, on the trust that we built on the story that we built around, you know, what we do, what we did. And, you know, that meant that for, for 20 years, considering I ran an agency for 20 years, I had to do a remarkably small number of pitches because the business just came to us because the clients trusted us to just get the job done. And it's, it's a fascinating subject to me because I hadn't thought about it. You know, in all, not explicitly, but here's a book called The Speed of Trust. And it's about how we create it, how we nurture it, you might say. And I'm just really, really curious to see what's inside it. But again, I'm not going to take that because it's a bit too worky. So I have to decide by tomorrow's podcast, which book I'm going to take. Uh, and Tomorrow, I think I'll also talk about the book that I have been reading. I've just finished it, actually. Martin Bell's In Harm's Way, which is a fantastic um, 
memoir, really, of his time in Bosnia, which is obviously where I'm going. He spent a lot of time between 1991 and 1995, the end of 1995, during the Bosnian War, hunkered down in and around Sarajevo, which is where I'm going. And it's been absolutely fascinating and humbling, really, to read about the uh, extraordinary and extraordinarily tragic war that went on in this place and throughout the Balkans, really. Um, Anyway, I'll talk more about that tomorrow, I expect, because the reason I'm reading it, of course, is because I'm going to this place and I want it to have resonance. It's exactly the same as Paradise Lost and the age of the house. When we connect things, when we can connect things together, we can create more resonance, more memory, more understanding, all of that kind of stuff. Anyway, this has been a rambly week for podcasts and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Remember... Your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into what I do, and actually this is the trust thing that I was just talking about. If you search online for story.business, you'll go, go through the little sequence I have there about storytelling and trust. Bye now.